Is this thing still on? I think they can hear us a bit better now. Should we keep talking? Of course. Let's say it louder for those in the back. Hi, and welcome to the Green Nurse Podcast, an unfiltered discussion about health and healthcare. My name is Amy Archibald Burley. And my name is Sarah Fung. And we are your podcast hosts. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, or any other podcast platform, don't forget to hit subscribe so you can get updates on new episodes. If you love our podcast and our advocacy work, please go to www.grittynurse.com and click on the Support Us button. This will give you access to exclusive episodes and early releases on a monthly basis. This will help us with the cost of running the podcast, the time and energy to put out awesome and informative episodes. And for that, we thank you and we appreciate you. It's the most wonderful Wonderful time time of of the the year. year. (laughs) Oh my goodness. And... 2022 is coming to a close. Thank you so much for listening to the Greeners podcast. This is season three, our season three finale. I can't believe it's been three years. And you know what? We actually missed our three year celebration. I think it was December 16th, the past oh, a few no. days ago. Wah, wah, wah. I was I down know. with COVID. <laughs> I know. Our podcast baby turned three. We've put out so many episodes. I can't even keep track, but. I think it's somewhere in the high hundreds now. Um, And it's funny because if you listen back to the first episode we ever recorded, Amy was sick. She's sick again. Yeah. Um, So much has changed since then, but yet so many things are still the same. That is very true. And I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's been such a wild ride three years. And like, if someone was to ask me, do I think that, you know, the greeners podcast would be going strong after three years? I probably would have been like, I don't know. I have no idea. And I think that um, we started a movement. It's important that, you know, we do what we continue to do because people are listening and people want to hear what our opinions are. And I think that, you know, if we could put a little bit of good out into the world or make make someone think differently or, you know, even question maybe their own thoughts, I think that we're, we're doing a good job. Yeah, and it's kind of easy when you're really busy and you don't think about what's happening to realize how far we've come. But I was thinking about this recently, and we've come such a long way. Like, even just writing it down, it's mind-blowing how much we've done. And I don't mean to say this because I'm bragging, but just even for anyone listening, if you just sit down and think about what you've accomplished in the last year, it's actually probably more than you think. And I was even going over some of our podcasting stats, and they've been pretty phenomenal even this past year. All right. You got a dish on the stats. What what does our Spotify 2022 rap say? Okay. Drum roll. So, okay, Amy, how many minutes of um, podcast content do you think we released this year? Just take a wild guess. Um. Um, 5,000. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not quite that high. It was okay. 1,600. 
That's still a lot of minutes. That's it's that's a lot still of minutes. Intense. Yeah, it's a lot of minutes. It's according to Spotify, this is more than ninety six percent of other podcasts in the health category. So we're doing pretty oh, good. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. And they told us what our number one downloaded episode was. Do you have any ideas? You know, I think it might either be something to do with sex or giving permission to say no. I'm not too sure which one it is. It was actually Redonda Vought. Our Redonda Vought episode back in March was our most downloaded episode with four times more downloads than average. Wow, that's that's pretty amazing. And you know, it's actually, maybe I shouldn't be surprised because that was quite the unprecedented case. Um, and I think that, you know, it's kind of, it's interesting that we haven't heard much about it since, you know, since the ruling came down and um, that she's got time time served, essentially. It's kind of whisked away. And I, I kind of wonder, you know, what will happen in the future if something like this happens again, because there was quite the world we're in surrounding that particular case. And I don't blame you for not thinking of the episode, because like you said, everything's kind of died down. And this was way back at the beginning of the year. I hope that it is a, a groundbreaking case because we continue to talk about it and it creates change. So I hope that is, isn't forgotten. I'm still having a tickle in my throat. I had COVID as well earlier this month. We're just getting over it now. Um, so we actually were heard in 27 countries. I think that's up from last year. I think last year that was That is like up 22. from last year. 27 countries. That's amazing. What's the furthest country? Did they give you, did they say how far it reached? I didn't look quite that far into the stats, but I want to give a shout out to our listeners in our top five countries, which is Canada, the States, the UK, Australia, and New Zealand. That's so thank amazing. you to yeah. all of your listeners from North America and across the pond and down under. We love you. Also, really randomly, they said our top week for downloads was April 24th to the 30th. Yeah, that's my birthday week. <laughs> okay, Amy. I don't know if it has anything to do with it, but that's my birthday week. Hmm. Okay, and then they also said we were the top 10 shared globally. Wow. Podcast. We are the top 5% most followed, and apparently 31% of our listeners follow us on social media. So cool. if you're listening and you're not following us yet, just find us. We're everywhere. We are. You're <laughs> We're everywhere. everywhere. And then it says also our listeners gave us five stars. So thank you very much. If you haven't rated us, please feel free to do so. We gained 98% more listeners this year. Wow. That's that's very impressive. That's like really, really good. That's amazing. Yes. Yay. Go Gritty Nurses. Thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I talked about going over what we thought our top episodes were or maybe like our favorite episodes. And I was going through and I kind of came up with a short list. Did All you, right. Did you have any ideas of what your favorites were? Like, it's hard to say favorite because I feel like every episode we, we touched on something important. But there are certain ones that just, I don't know, I just recall them very well. I think that they piqued my interest or maybe it was even there was learnings that I had, takeaways that I had from uh, these particular episodes. So yes, I do have my list. When I was going through the list, I thought each one of these I wrote down because they evoked like a strong emotion in me. Either it was really impactful or really funny or we interviewed someone who had a big personality or right. just something I where I learned a lot right so to start off the year 
back in January, we talked to the legendary Bruce Sackman. Oh my God, Bruce Sackman. He was amazing. And our episode was called Doctors and Nurses Who Kill. And he was amazing. Like, I have to tell you, just his presence and his personality and his voice, I feel like he should be narrating a TV series or something. Like, he 100%. is just so funny. And he knows everything, like, inside and out. You would think that he's been studying these killers for years, which he probably has because he's written a book about it. I don't know what it is about him. I just think he's, like, he's got everything in a package. 100%. He did have a larger-than-life persona and personality, and he was so engaging to talk to. And I remember even having our, like, pre-meets with him. And honestly, I like, I... I actually think that, you know, um, we, we watched The Good Nurse and maybe next year we'll talk about that. I actually reached out to the director from The Good Nurse and had a, a little Twitter conversation and was like, hey, you know, you need to talk to Bruce Ackman about some of the cases. And I was like, particularly like Michael Swango, we should there should fully be a movie about his atrocities and you know how do we protect people particularly people in other countries because that this particular um, criminal he actually committed a lot of his crimes in the U.S. and then he went to Africa to commit more crimes. So, I mean, I think that, you know, um, it'd be interesting to see, like, to see something about, not specifically about him, but how we could prevent uh, people like that within our system. Yeah, and Bruce was a really memorable guest in the fact that even though we talked to him almost a year ago, he continues to send us weekly emails with yes, more headlines. Thank you. <laughs> so if you're listening, Bruce, thank you for just being in our faces all the time. We definitely want to have you on again. And you've inspired actually a couple other episodes that we talked about. One of them was the nurse, the fake nurse who threw herself an awards party and oh my you know, all that drama that went down with that. <laughs> so that was my first favorite episode the second one was when we interviewed ryan lindley and he talked about having a man cold which actually turned out to be covid and all of the debacles that went down with that and i think it's just the way that he tells things is so funny and entertaining like that was a really fun episode to record yeah i mean it was it was crazy he if he didn't go in and get support for the the situation the health uh, situation that he had um, it could have been way, way worse. So, I mean, it was a crazy story. And again, he's pretty much t like our neighbor. He he lives like 10 minutes away from us and we should probably see him at some point. So thank you, Ryan, for sharing that story with us as well. Absolutely. And then, of course, we mentioned this one already. Um, the Redonda Vaught episode I thought was really good because we touched on a lot of things that hit close to home, such as making errors, to air is human. We've all made mistakes. It just happened to be that in Radonna's case, everything lined up in a really bad way and it became very public. And um, luckily, she did have a lot of support behind her. So I'm hoping that if any nurse is in her similar situation, that it wouldn't turn out the way it turned out for her. Right. I, I mean, I think that, like you said, to air is human. And we have to think about what the precedence of these types of cases could be. And I mean, I think the first thing that's most important to say is someone did lose their life. My heart goes out to that family for that loss. And I think they didn't want to see another person lose their life, their career. She already had lost her career. And I think that I'd probably kind of go in lockstep with what the family was talking about in terms of the justice that they wanted to see. It's really about system errors. So how do we look at, you know, what happens within the system and how do we change the system to prevent these errors from occurring? Because there was lots of missteps and things that were missed that could have caught this error. And, and unfortunately, the system failed and the fa it failed Redonda and it failed the family. 
there's many things to come out of that. And I think also it occurred at a hospital that had a very good reputation at the time. Um, so you think that sometimes because a hospital is a teaching hospital or they're under a certain name that these types of things don't happen, but it just goes to show you that these types of errors can happen anywhere at any time. Right. And I almost think this should be made into a documentary if it hasn't already, just like everything that happened and the amount of support that she got and what the outcome was. That's just my thoughts on that. Number four, in April, we recorded an episode about long COVID with someone named Tracy Thompson. She has a Twitter account. Its uh, handle is hazy long COVID, I think. Tracy, I continue to follow you on Twitter if you're listening just to make sure you're okay. I know you're still going through a really hard time and I hope that things do get better for you. And then jumping over to August, we recorded an episode with someone that we've been trying to pin down for so long. And the first time we tried to record, there was actually a power outage in our neighborhood and we literally had no Wi-Fi, so we had to reschedule. And she was so incredibly nice but also very busy so we um recorded an episode with someone named andrea dalzell also known as the seated nurse and she talked about you know her struggles with going through nursing school and then becoming a practicing nurse in a wheelchair and all of the uh, stigma that went around that and how she continually had to prove herself but obviously you know she did and has had a great career and so it was really inspiring to talk to her and learn from her about everything she went through. Absolutely. She was such an amazing individual to talk to and such a pointed conversation to talk about the ableism in nursing. And her entire story was remarkable. She taught us a lot in that episode. And there's just so much more that other folks need to learn from hearing her story. And I think that, you know, if you have an opportunity that you should connect with the seated nurse and see what other great things that she's doing right now in her profession. Absolutely. And I love a lot of the really specific examples she gave about how it actually helps to be in a wheelchair. So she was saying, you know, if a patient's about to fall, they can, you know, she can brace herself with her wheelchair. Whereas if you're on two feet, you might be unstable, you might fall down with them. Things that we've never thought about as people who don't use wheelchairs is just, you know, I think having a different perspective, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. So I really liked the fact that she advocates for things much like we do. And um, she understands a lot of the struggles that people with disabilities face, um, physical disabilities. And then my last episode that I wrote down was um, the one that we recorded with John Riederowski, the lawyer, um, about oh, yeah. Bill 124. And it was kind of interesting because we talked to him before Bill 124 was deemed unconstitutional. And we talked to him about what the different um, outcomes could be and what that would look like. So we know that this still is a situation that's unfolding. It's not done yet. But it was really interesting to hear from a legal perspective what he thought could be done and what his advice was for nurses moving forward. You know, he's been on our podcast more than once. And I think having him to kind of lend that voice and that perspective is, is huge because, you know, when we talk about politics, sometimes it's important to pull in lawyers and other folks that might have a little bit of a better understanding of, you know, the legal system. He's proven time and time again to actually be really helpful on our episodes. And he's, he's funny, he thinks that he's boring, but he's not boring. So thank you so much, John, for joining us on this journey and, and uh, coming on our podcast. Yeah, so so that was my list. Amy, I'd love to hear your list and if there's any overlap between yours and mine. 
there was overlap. What I'm going to actually do is because now now like you you put me on the spot because we had a little bit of overlap. So I had I had Andrea Denzel as well. She was just really uh, instrumental and I learned so much from her. I did have Redonda Vaught as well. But I also had back to back into February uh, 23rd. Um, this was an episode that not just impacted my mom's life, but impacted my own life. So it was the episode on anti-Black racism in healthcare when the cell phone use is more important than providing patient care. It was a, a really painful episode to kind of put together as well, because, you know, um, I did capture what was happening with my mom actively on, on through our cell phones and put that into the recording. And it was just a really painful experience. And I think that, you know, with that painful experience, they're still learning. And I think the 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 hospital has reached out to our families. We, we've had many conversations with them. And the one thing that my mom wanted was to move forward, was to say, how are you going to create change within the system? And I have to say that Windsor Regional Hospital is making those steps, making those changes a bit slowly. I think that's how it is wherever you go, I can say that they, they are making that effort. And I think that, you know, the relationship that my mom has with them, although it was a very unfortunate situation, my mom's now part of a greater system to create change, to um, work against anti-Black racism within the emergency system, within the healthcare system. Although it was something painful, uh, something powerful came out of it. So definitely one of, one of the ones that sticks out very much in my mind. Yeah, I remember listening to the episode and it was... It was one of the two episodes that we've recorded that actually made me want to cry because it was so raw and it was so like your mom was so vulnerable in that situation. Right. And I think that it was really brave of her to allow you to share that recording and to talk about it. And I'm glad that she feels like changes are being made because I remember you told me that she said, oh, I hate going to the hospital. I don't want to go to this hospital ever again, but it's the only choice I have. And I hope that hopefully with the strides that are being made, that that changes for her. Yeah, I, I hope so too. I, I, I see change coming and I, I think that, you know, the, the first thing is rebuilding trust. And I think that's slowly happening. The other one I have here is, is in May. So it's May 4th and it was giving yourself permission to say no. So matters of the mind, uh, a mental health um, discussion. And I think it was just really about that mental health check-in. And I, I think we can't speak more about the importance of mental health. We've seen it through this past year. We've seen it obviously time and time again. It's just a conversation that's so important to have. And I think that, I, for example, I saw a tweet today where a nurse was like, the most powerful tool that you have in your belt and the most powerful thing that you can do is to actually say no. And nurses aren't really good at that. We're not good at saying no. We're not good at, you know, setting those boundaries. And I think that's something that we all need to learn how to do, how to set healthy boundaries. And I think that if there's a goal that I think would be a, a well, like a, a, a worthwhile goal is for people to start learning to say no and to setting those types of boundaries. So it was an important conversation. And again, I know we're going to have these conversations continuously, but again, I just felt that it was good to have that check-in. I love talking about mental health and bringing more awareness and saying that it's okay to admit that you have mental health struggles, even as nurses. I mean, as nurses, we're probably more prone to mental health problems, if anything. I just think that it's something that we've been talking about on our podcast. It's an ongoing theme. And I hope that this inspires more people to continue to talk about any struggles that they have, because the worst thing that can happen is that you feel alone and you shouldn't, because it is something that happens more often than we'd like unfortunately but at least we have 
comfort in knowing we can talk to other people. Um, and that's important. The other one I had, which was kind of close by, and there, and, and I think we actually talked about this twice on our podcast, was about reproductive justice, so abortion rights post uh, post Roe v. Wade world, and then again when it was codified, uh, taken out of law. Um, so we spoke to Adrian Benning from Nursing Uncensored. I think just these kinds of conversations are hugely important, and it was such a pivotal moment where you know something that we we take for granted you know our reproductive rights our right to choose our right to um, make a decision on our own health something as you know integral and as important like that was written and was taken away from a lot of women and the posts since this kind of po- post apocalyptic world that we are in hearing the stories are just absolutely heartbreaking. I, I don't even know how we are in a world or in a system or we say that, you know, we're in a first world country or whatever, where we can actually make these rules and determinations against women's choice and the ability to choose. And I just think that, you know, as healthcare providers, as people who both worked in maternal child, these are hugely important pieces and hugely important to me as well. And I just felt that we had to talk about it. And I think we're going to have to continue to talk about it because the stories are heartbreaking. And not only are they heartbreaking, they are damaging people's lives. Um, they're damaging people's mental health. They are damaging the very foundation of what it would be to have equal rights as a woman in this country. So I feel that, you know, um, it was an important conversation to have and definitely one that really stood out in my mind as well. I learned a lot from Adrian. Yeah, Adrienne is so passionate and she's such a powerhouse when it comes to this topic. I know she has a lot of experience and I love talking to her. I also think that if you are a gynecological provider, this should be something that you have to provide. This is part of gynecology. It's not like you should get to pick and choose what you want to do based on various different things, um, you know, your personal belief, your religion. I think that if you're going to be a gynecologist, you should have to provide all those services. I also think that I haven't heard much in the news about this recently, which is unfortunate. Like it was so widely covered and then it was just gone. Well, I just feel like what what's happening right now is the like Joe Biden is trying to do various different things to try to kind of maintain the rights that there are in states. And I think the last one that I was watching for was Michigan. And when the election happened there, um, they were able to codify Roe v. Wade into law out, out in Michigan. So everything's kind of, you know, it works by individual states. But I think we we just need to stay tuned to see um, what changes the president can actually make to um, make women more safe out there. All right. So the other one I had that I felt that I learned a lot about, again, this was uh, another guest that we had that was American. It was Dr. Uh, Mark Shapiro and was talking about gun violence in America. So a healthcare issue where physicians and nurses were told to stay in our lanes, where we intricately see patients coming in who have have suffered, you know, the afflictions of gun violence. What, what, what is it that we need to do to protect, you know, patients, families? And is this something that we shouldn't be talking about as healthcare providers? Is it, are we stepping out of our lane? There's so much that I learned just down to the fact of even the term gun, gun control, because I think we use it a couple times in our episode and understanding like where in the power of politics, that term itself is fully charged and where that comes from to um, the types of violence and, and why 
we want to see, you know, different types of gun reform or, you know, gun safety in the United States. And it's not even just the United States, it's here too, because we've we've seen some really devastating stuff in the last, you know, just week. And I think that there's another thing that we didn't get to talk about, and I did some more research about this. It was actually um, specifically men and suicide. And guns tend to be the highest used form of, uh, of a tool to enact and carry out death by suicide in that manner. And that's a whole undercurrent of things that haven't really been spoken about. They they are spoken about in silos, but it's, I think, time for those two conversations to come together to see how we can, you know, protect men who are having mental health challenges. And then also how can we ensure that they're safe if they are, you know, lawful gun owners. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just adding to the list of many things that were not covered during nursing school. The fact that we never talked about guns, we never talked much about violence. What Mark Shapiro mentioned was even having a screening question about guns, I think is really important. It Just the same way that you would screen for uh, violence, intimate partner violence, we should be screening for guns in the home. Because maybe you think this has nothing to do with healthcare, but it has a lot to do with healthcare. Because, you know, if a gun is fired, obviously, someone's injured, and we need to address that. And even the fact that you talked about, Amy, how in a lot of hospitals now they have a code silver. So this is a problem. It's becoming a bigger problem. And we've had to assign a code to it. So obviously, it's something that is ongoing. Yeah. And it's something that we need to prepare for, right? I think the fact of the matter, like you said, we have a code for it. We should be more mindful of how do we keep folks safe. And I think the conversation really should be surrounding gun safety. The last one that I had was a very special and important person to me. Um, I, we've, we talked about her previously on our podcast, and then we were able to be graced with her presence to have her talk and share her own story. And that was with Carolyn Brostrom um, from Saskatchewan, a Saskatchewan nurse talking about, you know, advocacy and her role in speaking up and using her voice. And I think that, you know, that is one of the things that we've talked the most about, the importance of the power of your own voice and and using that voice for good. And, and also just, you know, talking about things, you know, it's that whole, if you see something, you say something. You know, going out to Saskatchewan was one thing to speak to those nurses. It was so powerful. It was such a powerful moment. But to have her also come on our podcast to share her experience and for us to hear what she went through was was a whole other thing. And I think that nurses need to know about, you know, Carolyn Brostrom's story and the importance of advocacy, the, the importance for standing up for what you believe in and for speaking your truth. And I felt that it was just such a powerful moment. And we just don't hear about these advocates the way that we should in nursing school, you know. When I think back to my nursing school days, we hear about, you know, nurses who've died many, many years ago that, you know, don't make any real impact in this world right as we stand. And we need to start talking about some of the nursing heroes that we have right now that are doing some amazing work. I will always remember her. She's such an amazing woman. She is a powerhouse. And I think I think she accidentally got into advocacy because really right. at the end of the day, the accidental she just advocate. <laughs> accidental advocate, but probably it was her path all along. But she really just wanted to advocate for the care of one of her relatives passed away and the spouse was still living in the long term care home. And all she really wanted to do was make sure that they looked after her family member with that standard of care that we expect as nurses. That that was it. And it turned into this whole big kerfuffle and the college and everyone got involved. 
but no one really addressed for a long time what she wanted to talk about, which was just the standard of care, the quality right. of care. It was more about her inappropriately posting on social media and, you know, she should have not done this or that. And honestly, it went on for years, right? Like it was, what, seven years before it was finally resolved. And all of that to say that she was right. And I think in nursing school, I wish there was more emphasis on nursing advocates. I remember learning a lot about nurse theorists, right. um, but not not advocacy very much. I mean, the only person I honestly remember hearing about was Kathy Crow. Well, she's she's a powerhouse, too. And we definitely have to have her coming back on because it's it's kind of a bittersweet moment that she is actually um, retiring her license. When I saw that, that, that actually hit me, too, because it she's been advocating for folks that are precariously housed and and for you know folks that the system has created these inequities and poverty and wage gaps i couldn't imagine how overwhelming it is to see that you know the government's not making the changes that we need like i'm as concerned as um she is in terms of some of the things that we've been seeing and she's really opened my eyes a lot to to that to those social issues as well because you know it, it's it's really one thing to to be in this pocket of nursing where it's like maternal child right so these are the issues and these are the things that we focus on but community nursing really is all encompassing nursing it's really looking at the the patient from all of these various different lens, whether it's food, income, housing, you know, racism, all these various different aspects. And I think that's actually the foundation. And that's where I think all nurses actually should start. Nurses tend to start in medical surgical, but I feel like to really get yourself understanding, to get yourself understanding what, how health is impacted by the social determinants, I think people should be starting their clinical rotations in community. I totally agree. And in nursing and healthcare, there seems to be this hierarchy where the hospital is viewed as the best place to be, where that's just a small snapshot in someone's life. They might be in the hospital for a day, but where do they spend the other 364 days of the year? That's where they live. And that's where you can see where some of the barriers might be to them really following through with medications or looking after themselves. And that's where we need to focus more of our attention. But it just seems like in healthcare, it's all backwards. Yep. And, and you know, I we do know that there's some other great up and coming nurses within that space. Kathy gave us a name. We are going to reach out to you and have you on our podcast. So we have not forgotten. So hopefully we'll hear from this new and upcoming nurse who's doing some great work in the community um, in our next season. Absolutely. Was that your list or did you have more? That is my list. So that was my list of, well, it was four, but then I had, we had overlap. So I didn't want to, <laughs> there's, there's no point in me saying that we had the same ones. We had similar ones. So I think two or three that were similar. Yeah. It's just like, it's just incredible because when I think back, I'm like, oh, we did this, like to actually see it in a list. It's like, we actually did that many episodes we talked to that many people and this is only like one of the years that we've done this like we've done this for three freaking years now yeah it's, <laughs> it's wild I know so my question to you Sarah is what what do you want to see or what do you think our listeners want to see for 2023 so what do our listeners want to see well I think they enjoy hearing a lot of the stories we bring to light with people who have been marginalized or silenced like bringing their stories to light just talking about 
issues that are in the news, right? So things that affect nursing that are ongoing, just staying on top of current events. I'm going to segue into what our plan is for next year. And maybe now that we say it out loud, we'll hold ourselves accountable. So so what Amy and I are thinking is that we are going to start recording our podcast audio and video. And we're going to start putting up more videos on our YouTube channel. So you guys, if you already listen to us on YouTube, you can see our lovely faces. We're going to try to record together. So I'm saying this out loud. That is the plan. (laughs) And then we we are planning to go bi-weekly, meaning every other week, just so we have more time to research and put together good quality video. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to it. Like, I think that it's kind of funny. We started with wanting to be behind the scenes. And I I think there's still that element where I think we still want people to hear what we have to say versus, you know, seeing us. But I think that that added element of just, you know, seeing our expressions or, or our faces, I think that's just a nice little touch. So I don't think much will change. Um, I hope that we can get a cute little backdrop. But other than that, I think that, you know, we'll still be bringing that great content. Again, we will be going bi-weekly to ensure that we um, can put out really great content as well because I'll be honest weekly was pretty challenging for three years <laughs> I know how did we do it how did I don't we know. even do it's it it's wild <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think the other piece that okay how about you answer the question now <laughs> So what do I think our guests want to see? Of course, like more of the same, but I think that, you know, maybe we'll start traversing into some other forms of topics still related to healthcare, but maybe we just do it in a different way where we, um, we maybe we pull in some more research where maybe um, we pull in an expert for just a, 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 se- a segment or whatever. Like, I think that, you know, we're going to just try to be a little bit more innovative and continue to keep folks attention. And then like, what do, what, what do I want to see? Oh dear. I I think one of the things that we want to try, and I'm going to, now I'm putting this out there um, as something that we can try to hold ourselves to is uh, we actually want to be a little bit more present. And what we mean by that is, of course, we both had COVID. So this, we know how much it sucks, but when uh, the opportunities arise to have more in-person events, we'd actually like to start having some of these podcasts live and having some people attend podcast shows with us. So um, stay tuned. We don't have any dates for those, but we would love to do like, who knows, maybe maybe one day we could do a Gritty Nurse tour across Canada where we bring our podcast episodes and do them live um, in front of an audience. So who knows? We'll see what happens. Gritty Nurse Tour 2023. <laughs> as we'll long see. as COVID decides <laughs> to behave itself, because clearly it's not. COVID is not over. It's reared its ugly head. Really ugly head. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what, what new things can come. I'm sure we're going to have a, a, a great new set of guests that'll come on. We'll probably have some guests that we've had on before come back. And then, you know, I, I think, you know what? I do have a question. I do have a favor. I I have a thought. I want to hear more from our listeners. I think that it's kind of sometimes challenging to be on one end and where we say our things and, you know, we we can see the download numbers, but we don't necessarily hear back. So yes, we get our feedback sometimes through, you know, um, leaving us um, a little note or um, I guess like a five-star rating, but yeah, maybe we want to hear a little bit more from uh, what you want to hear from us. So send us an email, send us a line. You have our our access to our um, social media 
And one of our most recent episodes, we had our very first nurse practitioner come on. And actually, the reason that she came on is that she sent me a Twitter message saying, hey, have you ever considered having a nurse practitioner on? And I was like, do you want to come on? And that just led to her coming on. And I think it was amazing. She was a natural. She'd never done a podcast before, but she was very knowledgeable, very well spoken. I think she represented nurse practitioners really well. And, you know, that's kind of the story of how she got on. So don't feel like you can't do that. We're very approachable. Or, you know, if you even just want to suggest a topic, you ne- don't necessarily have to come on. That's also very welcome. Absolutely. And I mean, I think that we should give ourselves a pat on the back. And I know at the beginning of the the episode, you're like, I don't want to see, I don't want to like seem like I'm bragging. You know what? I think it's okay if once in a while we brag a little bit to say we did this shit and we've done it for three years and it's still going strong and it's amazing absolutely this is our last episode for the season i hope that you all have a happy holiday stay safe wear a mask when you can and eat some yummy food over the holidays we'll hear from you again in the new year absolutely who knows what the new year will bring 